Rise above, train hard, dream big. The RTD Podcast with Tam and Dez. All right, so this is the scenario that just happened here. So we're a day after a big holiday where we've had a big family gathering and a feast just <laughs> went down the night before. Yummy. Um, family, you know, everybody's bringing over their favorite dish. There's pie, dessert, like extra helpings of stuffing and gravy and all that good stuff all the fixings <laughs> and now it's the next day and the guilt starts to set in like the panic <laughs> i've worked so hard the last couple of weeks and I now it. <laughs> it's a major setback like what do i do uh, this is common. So if this sounds like you, this listen up. This was me. Like before, I shifted my mindset and changed my relationship with food. Like the next day, I would think about like how do I get rid of all of those extra calories I consumed the night before. Like how far do I have to run to burn this <laughs> right, off? The cardio. Like, I think if you if anybody's ever worked at a gym. I think we've all noticed the day after a big holiday or like the week after Christmas when yeah. things open back up, the rush to the cardio equipment, like you can't get a piece of cardio equipment. No, and people are on there sweating like dogs, like <laughs> all that booze that they drank on yeah. the weekend is starting to ooze out of your pores and Ugh. whatnot. But yeah. I mean, um, here's the reality. Let's start with the reality check here. You can't work off what you ate the day previous. So there's a common misconception. Let's bust a myth right now. Yeah. So there's a big, and I think we've all been here, like even me and Tam, you know, you eat that big meal, you eat those extra calories, and then you try and work it off the next day. It, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. No, like you can't out train a bad diet. It just does not work. No, you can't, but people think like, oh, I ate extra here. Now I can, you know, just burn it ex like burn extra off today. Well, it unfortunately doesn't work like that. That's not how our bodies work. So what I think we uh, really need to do is change our mindset around when these, you know, holidays or birthdays or whatever it is come up. How can we make better choices on that day itself yeah and not only that but changing our mindset around that too so instead of thinking like oh i have to burn off all of these calories and oh i'm full of shame and guilt and i have no discipline like all of these negative emotions that we feel think about how you can utilize those yes. calories yeah so instead be like okay now i'm gonna go to the gym i might have like a bit of an extra long workout i'm gonna hit these heavy weights hopefully crush a few prs yeah this morning some... friggin there was like five of us in there hitting prs yeah it was amazing Thank you, it turkey was dinner. such a good vibe and I feel like it has taken a lot of years and practice and knowledge and know-how to see how the body responds to different types of nutrition mm -hmm. um, to really change my perspective on that. So, like, you know, the way you look at things can 
change your momentum, right? So instead of thinking like, oh, I'm, I did a bad thing, I'm, I'm not doing well, it's like, no, I'm going to go put this food to work and yeah, go have a good time with it. Crush a really good workout. Um, like, use that extra fuel. Yeah. Don't just... We got to ha- stop having guilt and shame around it. And this is something we were actually talking about before we hopped on this episode was like, where does that stem from? Like where, like, why do we feel guilty? Why do we feel shame or embarrassment when we overeat, I suppose? Yeah. And I think there's a couple things that can sometimes spark that. One, I do think you have to have a fitness goal in like in your mind because you feel like you cheated on your fitness goal. So I think that's the first place it comes from. Yeah. Or even like a body composition goal. Yeah. For some people that are like not maybe working out, but working towards a certain physique. Cause I know a lot of people like friends or family that, you know, they're, they don't really care about fitness. You know, they're not into it like I am and they could care less if they over, like they don't see it as overeating. Yeah. Right. So I think, the first place where the guilt and shame sometimes comes up is if you are working to better your health, it kind of makes you feel like you just either ruined your progress or you cheated on, you know, the diet (laughs) or not even the diet. Like you cheated on your plan. Yeah. Or you didn't have the self-control or the amount of discipline that you had hoped that you had had. But like, keep in mind when you're around family, there's a lot of pressure to eat more, to drink more. (laughs) And then you have like the super honest grandma that's like, you need to have an extra helping or like, you're too skinny. You've put on a few extra pounds. So then (laughs) like, oh, that's the worst too. Cause like, someone says that and you have all this delicious looking food in front of you and now all of a sudden you feel guilty as you're eating it but it's so good that Mm -hmm. you can't stop eating it and it's like (laughs) and see I have the grandma that like force feeds me food but this is another thing like you know we make all these choices in life and I was I was saying this to Tam like it might be a pretty intense analogy but you know if somebody said jump off a cliff and it'll make me happy like chances are you're probably not going to jump off that cliff so why should food be any different like if people are trying to shove food down your face and you know you just don't want to yeah why is it not okay I mean it is okay and it should be okay to say no I'm I'm okay like I'm good absolutely like setting boundaries is so important and you can use this experience like family gatherings family dinners as a good way to set some small boundaries and pay attention to people's reactions too like uh for example like say like your aunt brings over this delicious pumpkin pie and she grew the pumpkin herself and made the whole pie and she wants you to have a piece of it and you say no thank you i'm gonna skip the dessert and she's like well i grew this pumpkin like you should have some of it and um say politely again no thank you but if you have to tell somebody no more than once they're not respecting your boundaries like no that is a clear sign of being disrespectful to your boundaries so I actually like I have a hard time uh when I tell people no and they keep asking me I'm like no (laughs) like no So, um, it is a good opportunity to also test out some of those safe boundaries. Oh, hundred percent. And I tell people all the time, like my friends, like my high school squad can 
like corroborate is that the right word yeah my story that I've said no so many times like it's usually drinking right like I am not the person that likes to drink I'll come hang out at a party or whatever or get together but I don't want to drink it's just not my style it's not what I'm into anymore and you know I've said no so many times that now they respect the brat like boundary like they don't ask anymore yeah you might get the occasional one that's like oh hey we're making margaritas like you want one but as soon as I say no, they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, so, like, I think people have this, like, fear that you're not going to be accepted, right? And if your friend group or your family don't accept you because you set boundaries, well, guess what? We, we preach this all the time. You might need to change your environment. Yeah. Because the people that matter don't mind. Exactly. Yeah. So that's just something to be aware of going into these and um like into these holidays and another thing you know when we were talking about shifting the mindset is you know these days are coming up right it's not just like oh we're gonna have a huge turkey dinner tonight like no you prepare for this stuff like (laughs) and especially if you're getting family together like everybody knows in advance right like it's not something that just pops up so just shift the way you do things leading up to that so for example yesterday I think both me and Tam have a really good relationship with food now we didn't in the past both of us had our issues for sure and I was definitely one of those people that was like hit the cardio machines yeah but now like I know how to make better choices so yesterday you know I had a really good breakfast like fueled my day had a really light lunch, like just a little bit of protein pretty much. Like I think I had a meat snack <laughs> and, but super small. So then in my calorie budget, I knew I had about, you know, a thousand to 1200 calories that I could play around with at the end of the day. Plus me and town went for a bit of an unintentional, really long run. You know, it, originally was supposed to be 5k turned into like 15k so then we had burned off all of this extra energy as well so then I had even more to play with so you know when I was like dishing out my stuffing I'm like you know what I'm gonna have extra because I can afford it so it's just shifting that mindset that you know this dinner is coming tonight so just be mindful of what you're doing throughout the day. Yeah. Like, I love family dinners. Like, now I, pre- I do prepare for it. I prepare the week leading up to it. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to save a little bit of calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it is energy balance. Like, we teach hmm. our clients energy balance. And I think it's irresponsible to just be like, oh, whatever. It doesn't count. Like, yeah, it counts. Okay? It does count. It all counts. <laughs> so leading up to Thanksgiving, you know, I have a bit of a deficit. Um, I know I'm going to crush my workout the next day at the gym. I'm looking forward to it. I can't freaking wait. Usually mm-hmm. that's where my mindset is. So when I show up to these dinners, it's like a competition to see how much food I can actually eat because <laughs> I love eating and it takes away all the guilt and the shame and all of these feelings about eating too much or restricting your calories to actually enjoying every ounce of that meal. Like it, it really does make a big change in the way you look at things, right? Well, and you should be able to enjoy it. Like you shouldn't be sitting there. And this is like a, a reminder to people. Like if you go into these dinners 
like always looking like worried about what you're putting on your plate there's a deeper issue that needs to be addressed because that is a signal you probably have a bad relationship with food yeah like if you can't walk up to a table and you know load it up and feel okay about it if you're feeling anxiety about what the food you're putting on your plate there's a bigger issue at play here and it's something that needs to be addressed and it's not something we can always see on our own yeah right like I know a lot of times with my clients you know we'll do a check-in and you know I see some questionable things like one day where it was like super high calories and then the next day it was just like absolutely nothing and I'm like Hmm. <laughs> we need to address something here. Yeah. Um, when you have major fluctuations in your calorie balance too, like it does make appetite harder to control. Absolutely. So um, going into the week, if you are, you know, down on calories, make sure it's not like a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 100 or 200 calories each day. Versus like a thousand or two the day before. Well, and that's the thing here. So, I mean, there's lots of different like diet protocols out there and everything. And I don't really like to follow set diet. But, you know, when I prescribe macros and whatnot, you know, you should really never be in more of a deficit than about 500 calories under what your maintenance is. So I think we've talked before about how to figure out maintenance and you can reach out to us directly if you want to figure that kind of stuff out. But you should never be more than about 500 under because anything more than that, like you're just going to start causing issues and it is going to be way harder to control your appetite. Like this is something I tell my clients, a lot of the ones that have desk jobs, right? Sometimes they don't eat the best lunches and I'm like, so the problem with not eating a decent lunch is you come home, you're starving probably, and then you overeat later on Mm -hmm. so it is really important to be aware of that kind of stuff it will become harder to control your appetite if you restrict yourself yeah that much for too long Mm -hmm. too um but yeah just shifting your relationship with food and changing the way that you look at things like instead of uh thinking like oh i need to go burn off all of this extra turkey or I'm not going to hit my fitness goals that I set for myself back in January. I'm nowhere near them. Like, oh, I may as well give up now because after Thanksgiving is Halloween and then after Halloween is Christmas. Christmas. So like, I guess the rest of the year is a complete write-off. And that Um, is so annoying. You know what? This is one of my pet peeves when it comes to like people setting goals and stuff like that. I hate when people use holidays or like seasons as an excuse not to be not to focus on your fitness goals like as much as I understand it from a point at the same time if you can go into Christmas and still be like crushing your goals and learn how to make it through those holidays you're gonna be able to accomplish anything so when people are like well I just want to start after Christmas I'm like start now yeah today and do not start january 1st and be part of the resolutioner rush that only makes it till february 28th yeah and this scenario that we're talking about right now with thanksgiving and then going into halloween and going into christmas is the perfect setup for bulking season heck yeah so uh, that's typically how i run my 
my training most people do, yeah. program, right? It's like in the winter, like October, November, December, January, February, I'm putting on as much muscle as I possibly can. I'm not doing very much cardio at all. I want to, you know, get my gains in. And then in the spring, when the sun is out a little bit longer, the snow's melted, we want to be outside, I do some extra cardio, I cut my calories down, and it just works really well. And I think most people like to set it up that way. We're not saying everybody has to do that, yeah. but it is a bit of a smarter way to do it. Yeah. Right? You- because I think, too, a lot of the time when the seasons change, I mean, especially in Canada here, mm-hmm. like when winter hits, unless we're into the winter sports it kind of almost seems like there's a shift in people's moods a lot like i think they call it what is it not depression but seasonal seasonal depression yeah yeah and i think it's something that a lot of people struggle with and usually when that season changes into that more colder climate that kind of hits so it's a great time like we said to be following your fitness journey because if you're not you know on a health journey then it becomes even more of a struggle. Oh yeah, I can even imagine. And then in this in the f- winter time, we sleep a lot more too mm-hmm. because it it's darker for darker, so many more yeah. hours during the day, and we need that sleep for our muscle recovery, growth, and repair. So it all works out very nicely, I think. I think so. I think we both agreed. We I think we did an episode actually last year. So it's been a full year that yeah. we've had this podcast, guys. But. uh and I think Tam did it where she said November is the best month to start your yeah. fitness journey. And I totally agree. Like, don't, like I said, don't be a resolutioner rush. Don't be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the best success rate. No. But November, that's where it's at. Yeah, that is where it's at. So if you want to come hit some PRs in the gym, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you listen to that episode. So scroll back to a full year. And listen to that episode about why November. Yeah, I think is that was like month. episode eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just rewind, and we want to give you some tips on basically how you can avoid the what do you want to call that? The holiday guilt. Yeah. Right. How you can fix this and go into these next couple holidays that might be coming up with a better outlook and mindset, and not feel like you need to spend three hours on the treadmill the next day yeah so the first thing is basically just changing your mindset around the eating right like don't see it as you blew your calorie budgets like we said use it like how can i utilize these extra calories yeah right like put it to work maybe the next day you can go for a cross-country ski or a run or you know go for a walk the next morning that's another thing we forgot to mention oh yeah like walking (laughs) walking to dinner yeah walk go for the after dinner walk with the family yeah so this is kind of like tactics leading up to it right so like we said we did extra we burned off extra energy that day so then we had the budget where we could eat some extra calories at dinner but you know, so just be smart leading up to it. Maybe, you know, eat a little bit lighter during that day or even the whole week. Like Tam said, be in a little bit of a deficit all week leading up to it. So 
you have that extra space and then yeah go for a walk after dinner or walk to your family's house like whatever it is like the after dinner walk is probably one of the best things because that promotes digestion yeah getting moving right and then you don't feel like a for lack of a better word bag of shit (laughs) after eating this like have a nap (laughs) yeah exactly you don't feel like having a nap and just like sitting on the couch like go for a stroll with the family yeah, don't like, be a slouch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, this is like a pretty bold statement. Do nothing the next day. Like, don't... Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It was one day. Yeah. One day of quote-unquote bad eating, which it's not, because a lot of that food is not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we shouldn't be labeling good and bad foods, but I mean, you're eating like every food group. Yeah, just, you know, lean source. Turkey is a lean source, or ham. Like yeah. it's all a lean source of protein, right? So it's not bad food, but watch the gravy. Yeah, you might <laughs> want to watch that and the cheese sauces. Like mm-hmm. that stuff is a little bit eh, butter. Butter. <laughs> yeah, let's Love chill it. on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just don't do anything the next day. Live your life the way you have been. You know, keep your routine. Don't do anything extra. You know, don't be worried about it because one day of bad eating is not, or one day of extra eating, let's put it that way. Yeah. Extra eating. One day of extra eating is not going to ruin your entire journey. And we were talking about this too, is momentum can go both ways. It can be positive and it can be negative. Yeah. So if you start thinking about how guilty you are and how you you can't hit any of your goals and this happens every year you start overthinking and the brain is a very like mean thing sometimes yeah with momentum it does work that way like one negative thought leads to another negative thought which leads to a negative outlook which leads to a negative experience and it's like it just doesn't have to happen if you don't think about it that way yeah and i think the last one too would be just set boundaries and don't give in. Like, if no you're... No means no. Yeah. Like, seriously. And like we said in the earlier, like, if people don't respect your boundaries, then they're not the best people to be around. Because yeah. the people who care will respect your boundaries. Yeah. And don't be afraid to say no. Like, you can be an outlier. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you saying no will cause other people to think yeah. and, like, change. And if it really is a traumatic experience for you, family dinners, family gatherings, and like you have the mean aunt or grandma or whatever, and it just doesn't feel good. Grandma, shut up. You don't have to go. That's true as well. You can change your environment. Yeah, change your environment. So we hope that that could help everybody um, because there is a lot of holidays and little things coming up in the next couple months. So, you know, just stick to your guns keep to the plan keep moving keep fueling your body properly and don't feel the guilt and shame yeah one day is not gonna ruin your entire life so uh thanks for tuning in to another episode of rise train dream season two right around the corner catch you later guys That's a wrap for today's episode of Rise, Train, Dream. 
If you loved this podcast, screenshot this episode and share it out to your social media accounts or follow us on Instagram at train underscore with underscore Tam or follow Des at dh.pt underscore muscle underscore strength to show your support. Take care, you guys. Until next time.